Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Are you ready for the Word of God? Today I will read a lot of scriptures. I don't want to give my own idea. I don't want to talk about my own culture or something. I want to talk about the Word. I believe the Word of God is our spiritual food. Today I would like to talk about connections. Good connections and bad connections. How many people want good? How many people want bad? I want good connections. Let me start by reading the book of Genesis, chapter 6, verses 8 to 9. But Noah found favor with the Lord. This is the account of Noah and his family. He has wife and three sons and three daughter-in-law. Noah was a righteous man. I hope that God can call you righteous man. The only blameless person living on earth at that time. And he walked in close fellowship with God. Noah in that generation was called by God a righteous man. And we are righteous by the blood of Jesus. But we should be righteous in our lifestyle and word and action as well. And not only that, Noah has close fellowship with God. And he was called a blameless man. God could not find fault with him in that generation. You know the story? The whole world was full of wicked people to the point that the flood came into the world. And God told Noah to build an ark in that picture. He built an ark and he and his family, the whole family, were not killed or destroyed by the flood. After he came out from the ark, he was so righteous, he was so blameless, and he loved God so much. The first thing he did, he built an altar. And he gave the offering to the Lord to say, thank you, Lord. The Bible did not say that his wife or his children and daughters-in-law are blameless and had favor from God. The favor was with Noah. But why did the whole family get saved from the flood? Because this is the biblical principle. There's a biblical principle called blessing and favor connections. When you connect yourself with somebody who is further along than you, who are godly, some people who are more anointed, more blessed, more powerful than you, and you connect in faithfulness and love and loyalty, what happened? The blessing, the favor, the anointing will flow down from that person or those people down into your life. And you shall be blessed because you are connected to godly people. People who have more anointing and more wisdom, more power, more godliness in their life. The question is, are you connected to people who inspire you to move on with life? 
Are you connected to believers or even people in your office who challenge you to excel in what you do? Are you connected to people who help you to strive and to further and excel along in your life to get better? Or you are connected to negative people, ungodly people, those who drain your energy, keep gossiping, talking about bad things and prideful people. What kind of people you are connected with? I hope that you will disconnect to negative people, disconnected from people who are sinful, cheat God, and rebel against God. But you connected to people who further along have more anointing, who are godly, who don't compromise the word of God, who really love God and challenge you to go to the next level. And then what happened? God will flow the anointing and the blessing upon your life. You want to be godly and blessed by the Lord. Amen. So connection is important. You will be like people you associate with. I watched one, when I first moved to America in 1985, I heard that a big, huge church, mega church in South Seattle, collapsed, totally gone. And I started to ask people in that generation, what happened to that church? And I learned the lesson from that church. The senior pastor committed adultery. And more than 50% of the members divorced and committed adultery. On the opposite way, when the pastor is godly and love God and live a holy life and have a lot of anointing, the whole membership get blessed and get the anointing. Like people, like priests. That's what the Bible says. So when you learn this lesson, I want to encourage you. There are two parts in your life. One part is the part of receiving. And another part is the part of giving. The Bible talks about the grace of receiving and the grace of giving. What happened is that in our life, God put somebody over us or around us to impart and to flow his blessing into us through those people. And at the same time, God uses to, to impart and pass on to other people around us. I want to talk to all the men in this church, all the husbands in this church. Make sure you are favored by God like Noah. Make sure you don't compromise the principle of God. You are godly and you live righteously. You fear God, you love God. Because you know what? If you are that kind of man, your wife, your kids will be blessed, will be honored and found favor of the Lord. Women, your mom, you should do the same thing. You watch your life because your kids will be impacted by you. If you are leader in your office, you are leader in the church, your lifestyle is so important how you live because either you will let the curse flow out of you to touch people or you let the blessing flow out of you to touch others. I want to read many stories in the Bible to see the truth of the principle of favor, of blessing, or anointing connection. The first man that I want to read about is Abraham. Abraham was called by God to leave his hometown named Haran. And actually, God told him to just go with his family. God did not tell him to take Lot 
who is the son of his brother with him. But Abraham took Lot with him out of Haran to go to the promised land or go to the land of Canaan. In Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 5, the Lord has said to Abraham, leave your native country, your relative and your father's family. Go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. You can see, when you read this scripture, you can see that the blessing of God was on Abraham because Abraham was a man of faith. Abraham passed all the tests. God tests him. He's a good Godly man. That's why we are called the children of Abraham by faith. I will bless you and make you famous and you will be a blessing to others. How many people want this sentence belong to you? I will bless you. You will be the blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth, including Thai, including Vietnamese, including Chinese, including American, including German or Deutsch, including Swiss people on earth will be blessed through you. I believe that God can use you to bless the nations as well. So Abraham departed as the Lord had instructed and Lot went with him. Lot, Abraham, nephew, went with him. Abraham was 75 years old when he left Haran. If you are less than 75 years old, you're still young. He took his wife, Sarai, his nephew, Lord, and all his wealth, his livestock and all the people he had taken into his household at Haran and headed for the land of Canaan when they arrived in Canaan. So Abraham was blessed by God because he was a man of faith. He obeyed God. He passed the test the test of giving his son as a sacrifice to God. And look at Genesis chapter 13, verse 2. Abraham was very rich in livestock, in silver and in gold. You know that when the blessing of God comes, it will come also with riches, with prosperity. The anointing of the Lord comes with prosperity. Look at verse 5 and 6. Lot also who went with Abraham, had flocks and herds and tents. Now the land was not able to support them. Both Abraham and Lot were blessed by God to have so many animals and camels and sheep and donkey. They have so much. They're so rich, both of them, to the point that the land that they stayed together was too small, too limited, that they might do well together. For their possessions were so great that they could not dwell together. Let's see the picture of Abraham and Lot. They have too many sheep, too many animals. And eventually they departed. Abraham was a generous man. He told Lot, hey, wherever you want to go, go first. I will go another way. Why? Because Abraham had faith in God that wherever he went, even the desert land can change into the water land to be the blessing land. So he said, you choose first. He's generous. He's not selfish. Unfortunately, Lot looked, he walked by sight. He looked at the land of Sodom and Gomorrah and later on he got into trouble because he chose the world system. He did not choose the will of God. I don't want to go into detail about that. But anyway, the story is this. Lot, this young man, 
was blessed because of favor connection. He connected himself with a man who loved God and feared God, and the man who was blessed by the blessing of God. So, your close friend, what kind of church you are a member of? What kind of leadership you follow? What kind of man you're going to marry to? If you're a single woman, make sure you find a godly man, a man who fear God, who love God. Amen? Because whoever over you and you connect to will impact your life in the long term. Pray specifically that God will send you a godly man if you're a single woman. Amen? Very important. Look at another example in the Bible. David was a young man. He was a shepherd. And one day, Samuel, the prophet, came and anointed him. He was anointed because he was, before he was appointed. He was so full of anointing. The Bible said that he was able to kill lion with his hand. He was able to break the neck of the bear with his hand. Oh, he was, he's a warrior. He has the anointing of being a warrior, this man. And when he met Goliath, he could knock Goliath with one stone. This man was so anointed to be a warrior and the king of Israel. First Samuel chapter 22, verses 1 to 2. David left Gath and escaped to the cave of Adullam. David was chased by the king, King Saul, who was jealous of him. Don't be like King Saul, please. Don't be jealous of people. Okay? When the brothers, his brothers and his father's household heard about it, they went down to him there. All, listen carefully, I want to emphasize this sentence. All those who were in distress or in debt or discontented gathered around him. And he became their leader. About 400 men were with him. 400 men followed David, who was anointed to be warrior, who was able to kill Goliath. These people were discontented, in debt, and unhappy. They have a broken life. But after they hang around David for a few months, what happened? I'd like to read to you. What happened to these men who associate with this powerful, anointed man of God? First Chronicles chapter 11. I would like to read from verse 10 to 11. I have to jump because of limited time. Now, these were the heads of the mighty men whom David had. This contented man, men in debt and in trouble, distress, now were called the mighty men of David. The anointing on David passed unto them. Verse 11, and this is the number of the mighty men whom David had. Jehoshobiam, the son of Hakmonite, chief of the captains, he had lifted up his spear against 300 and killed by him at one time. Wow, this man received the anointing, passed down from King David to knock down Goliath. One man with one spear could kill 300 men in one time. Very anointed. Okay, look at verse 22. Benai was the son of 
Ada, the son of valiant man from Karsil, who had done many deeds. He had killed two lions like heroes of Moab. He also had gone down and killed a lion in the midst of a pit on a snow day. You remember King David was the boy David at that time. He was a king yet. The young man David was able to kill lion and bear. And after all these people hang out with him for a few months, they all have the same anointing. Everyone say same anointing. anointing. Everyone say same same power. Go through association. Go through connection. Look at Second Samuel chapter twenty-three, verse eight. Second Samuel chapter twenty-three, verse eight. These are the names of David's mighty men. Everyone, call yourself. I am a mighty warrior. You need to hang out with mighty man and woman too. Amen. I like that. I shared with the Vietnamese group last night that when I was about 15 years old, I wanted to join the army of Thailand. I want to be in military. I like to fight. After I met Pastor Da, I changed my mind because I don't want to go into a war. I left her alone at home. I want to be around her all the time. So I changed my mind to become a neurosurgeon. Neurosurgeon still warrior. I fight with sickness, brain tumor, aneurysm. I love to fight. And now I'm a pastor. Also, I'm a soldier of Christ. I like to fight against sickness, disease, addiction. Fight against hell and Satan. We want to be warrior. Amen? Amen. So you guys are going to be mighty men Amen. as well of Jesus Christ. David, mighty men, Joseph, oh, this, okay, pass on, was chief of the tree. He raised his spear against 800 men whom he killed in one encounter. This man can kill 800 people in one time. Whose anointing he received from? The anointing of David. Verse 18, Abishai, the brother of Joab, son of Seriah, was chief of the tree. He raised his spear against 300 men whom he killed, and he became so as famous as a tree. Wow. All, you read all this scripture, you can see they describe the mighty men of David that after they hang out with David for a few months, they all have the same anointing as David. Look at verse 20. Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, was a valiant fighter from Kabzeel who performed great exploits. He struck down two of Moab's best men. He also went down into a pit on a snowy day and killed a lion. Wow. You can see the principle of favor and anointing connection. When you connect to somebody who is more anointed than you, who has special anointing and wisdom and further along, more successful than you, you get the same thing. It will flow down into you. I want to make sure you marry the right person. Make sure if you are daddy or mommy, you shape up. You do the right thing for your children and your spouse. Amen? How many people love your wife? Raise your hand up. You love your wife? Raise your hand up. Okay. Thank you for raising your hand. How many people love your children? Do you want your children to be mighty? 
to be blessed and find favor with God? Please make sure you yourself associate with somebody above you that are godly and also anointed and highly favored. And you yourself behave. Be a godly person, righteous, blameless, and have fellowship with God. That you will find favor from God yourself. You need to walk in humility and obedience so that you can find the favor from God. The Bible says clearly about this principle in the book of Psalm chapter 133. And you read this carefully. Psalm 133 verses 1 to 3. How good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in unity. You connect to a group of people, leaders, and live together in unity instead of fighting and quarreling or gossiping. It is like precious oil. Oil is the anointing, the presence of the Holy Spirit. Pour on the head. You notice the word head? Come from above. Come from somebody above you. Higher anointing than you. Pour on the head. Running down on the beard. Running down on Aaron's beard. Aaron is a picture of the pastor or the leader of the church. Or the husband, the leader of the household, or the CEO of the company. Somebody who leads the institution. Down upon the collar of his robes. It is as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion. The dew of Hermon represents refreshing, the anointing, the reign of God, the blessing, the prosperity of God. On Mount Zion, for there the Lord bestows His blessing, evil life forevermore. When you join together with godly people, anointed people, people with high favor from God. The blessing will flow down to you and you will see and experience the blessing and the favor of God as well. So you need to really pick and choose what kind of church you go to. You need to pick and choose what kind of society or what kind of group you join in. You need to be careful who is your close friend, who work with you. Don't hang around with ungodly people, compromising people. Hang around with godly people who love God and who have the favor from God. The, but one thing I want to warn you, because we are human. In Proverbs chapter 1, verse 5, let the wise hear and increase in learning. Sometimes you associate with somebody who is wiser than you, better in computer than you, better in certain things than you. You listen so that you increase in learning. And the one who understands, obtain guidance. What the Bible tried to say here, I want to warn you. Sometime in our life, God allows somebody or a group of people or one person come into our path. That person come into our path. And what happened when you see that person or that group of people, then you notice that, wow, they're so successful. They're rich. They're so anointed. They're full of God's wisdom. Everything they touch, they do. They're so good. They're so godly. And you have two choices. One choice is to be prideful and insecure. And when you look at them, or look at this person, maybe in your office, in your company, or in the church, in your care group, or whatever the association you have, that person come in. For example, you have a group of ladies, lady fellowship, and out of the blue, 
a lady show up in your group, and that lady is so godly, and so good, so wise, and you have the choice. Some of us may get jealous and try to compete, try to discredit that person, and talk bad about that person, gossip against them to make them look bad in the group. Please don't do that. If you cannot celebrate other people's success, you will not get to where God wants you to be, because you fail the test. That is the test. God allows somebody greater than you to come around you, and you need to swallow your pride. You need to be secure in your heart that God has the best plan for me. I'm not going to compare myself with this person or that group of people. I know God has a best plan for me, and I will swallow my pride. I will not walk in insecurity. When I see somebody better than me, wiser than me, smarter than me, more talented than me, more successful, more anointed, have more favor of God, more rich than me, I will celebrate their success. I will honor them, respect them, and cheer them on, and say, "Good, keep going." I'm so glad you're so successful. Don't be jealous. Don't be insecure. Bless them. And you know what happened when you pass that test? The Lord will lift you up, and the Lord will start to give you favor because you respond in love, in honor, and respect. God will start to pour more talent into you. He will open the right door for you, and you will have more favor from God. New doors will be open. New levels will come. New things will come to you. Good things will happen because instead of being jealous of people who are more successful than you, you love them, bless them, share them on, and work with them and learn from them. This is the key. Don't be prideful. When somebody is good at something better than you, you should humble yourself. And what the Bible say: Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understand obtain guidance. Please do that. How many people say, "From now on, I will learn. From now on, I will not be jealous of people who are more successful than me." Amen. Hallelujah. Look at the life of Elijah and Elisha. Elijah was a very powerful prophet in that generation, and he met Elisha. Who was nothing at the beginning? He was just a farmer. Look at what happened. Elijah decided to serve Elijah. Favor, anointing, connection. They connected to each other. Second King chapter two, verses eight to fourteen. Now Elijah took his mantle, rolled it up, and struck the water, and the water was divided this way and that, so that the two. Elijah and Elisha, two of them crossed over on the dry ground. Not only God split the Red Sea, but God split the water by Elijah because he so anointed. When his clothes or his mantle hit the water, the water parted, and so it was when they had crossed over that Elijah said to Elisha, "Again, Elisha was serving Elijah for many years already, carried the luggage." Cook for him, wash dishes for him. Association. Ask what may I do for you before I am taken away from you. Elisha said, "Please let 
a double portion of your spirit, which means double portion of your anointing be upon me. So he said, "You have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when when you see me, it means you stick with me. You're faithful. Follow me until the last day. Don't quit. Don't give up. Just keep following this man of God until the last day of his life on earth before he was lifted up by God. If you see me when I am taken from you, it shall be so for you. Which means he will have the double portion of the anointing. But if not, it shall not be so. I notice one thing. Sometimes Christians hurry and want to be a preacher fast. I got saved two years ago. Now I want to preach. Pastor, you don't allow me to preach. I'm going to go start my own church. I'm going to do my own things. That is not biblical. You will not depart until God really tell you. Sometimes you need to hang out with your leader for a long time. You need to learn from him. Shadow him how he solved the problem. Don't run out and say, "Hey, I can do myself." No, humble. Be make disciple. Let somebody who is above you train you. Amen. Amen. Be humble. How many years Joshua follow Moses? A long time. He followed Moses until Moses died. Then he was anointed to be the leader. He did not quit. Make sure you don't run. As a horse before the timing of God, sometimes you need to learn how to carry the luggage of your boss. Serve your boss, learn from your boss. Don't hurry, don't run out. Just serve, and at the right timing, double portion will come. Then it happened as they continued on and talked that suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by the whirlwind into heaven. Hmm, I like to go to heaven that way. I don't want to die in the hospital. I want to go to heaven by the whirlwind. And Elijah saw it and he cried out, "My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and its horsemen." Elijah was so humble. He called Elijah his father. He did not say, "Hey, I hang out with this prophet for." Two months already. Now I'm going to go out on my own. I'm going to be my own prophet. No, he keeps serving until the last day. He was so humble. So he saw him no more, and he took hold of his own clothes and tore them into two pieces. His own clothes. He put it out. He tore them, and he also took up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him, and went back and stood by the bank of the Jordan. Then he took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him, and struck the water and said, "Where is the Lord God of Elijah?" And when he had struck the water, it was divided this way and that, and Elijah crossed over. Wow! The mantle. Uh, if you are in the charismatic church long enough, you heard this word all the time in the preaching. In the charismatic church, the word "the mantle." Actually, the word "the mantle" come from Elijah and Elisha life. The mantle is like a jacket on a person. The reason why we call the anointing the mantle because anointing is on people like the oil. 
And sometimes when you feel the Holy Spirit come on you, you feel goosebumps. You feel something like a cloth on you. You feel something over you. I feel this all the time. Actually, this is my normal life. I feel the anointing come upon my body. So that is called the mantle. The anointing comes on Elisha. And if you studied about the life of Elisha carefully, he performed double miracles compared to Elijah. His desire was fulfilled because of the faithfulness, unity, the tenacity, and connection with the anointed man. He did not give up too soon. Amen. Everyone say tenacity. Everyone say faithfulness. Everyone say unity. unity. If God put you to be under somebody, make sure you listen to God. This is my, the church that I want to be in. God called me to be in. My pastor is a godly man. He really loved God, served God. He was anointed. And make sure when you know that, connect to that man and serve with him and his wife and go on. Amen? Yeah. The reason I have to say this is because some of you may not be in this church, but you need to make sure you connect to the right person. Look at another example. Peter. Peter was a fisherman. Peter did not have education. He was not a Pharisee. He did not have any PhD. What happened to Peter in Luke chapter 5 verses 10 to 11? And so were James and John, the son of Zebedee, Simon's partner. Then Jesus said to Simon or Peter, don't be afraid. From now on, you will catch men, not fish anymore. So they pulled their boats up on shore. Left everything, left everything, and follow him. Peter decided to follow the Son of God, the Messiah, the anointed man who has the spirit without measure, full of wisdom, full of faith. He chose the association with the anointed man named Jesus Christ. He was uneducated. He did not have any PhD from Bible school. He was not accepted by the Pharisees and Sadducees. And look at Acts chapter 4, verse 13. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they did not have any diploma from University of Washington, they marveled. And they, listen to this sentence, they realized that they had been with Jesus. Association. This man, Peter, hang out with Jesus for three and a half years. After that, his shadow fall on people. People got healed. He preached the message, the first message in Jerusalem and start the church. He was anointed to be apostle. True association. When I think about this, I cannot be a good neurosurgeon without associating with a good professor who is very good neurosurgeon. Thank God, when I was in Thailand, my professor who taught me how to perform brain surgery was the best in Thailand. I learned from him. I shadow him everywhere. When he yelled at me, he yelled all the time, actually. During surgery, he always yelled. To the point that some residents had to run to the restroom because of could not stand anymore, had to go to pee or something. He yelled all the time. But when he yelled at me, yes, sir, yes, sir. Okay, how you perform surgery? I hang out with him. When I moved to America, I hang out with 
great professor and chairman at University of Washington. He trained me to be a neurosurgeon. You need training. That's why the Bible says, "Go and make disciple." I went to University of Washington the past two times on Thursday, and I told the student there that, you know, I come here to be with all these young people because I want to train you how to serve God. You need to take advantage right now because I'm not too old. I'm not like hundred years old to show up at University of Washington. Student in this. Church, if you are smart, hang out with me. You're gonna learn a lot how I handle things, answer question. You need to hang out and shadow somebody who have experience and anointing and the favor of God. So you will learn from that man or that woman. Amen? Amen. Don't run out and do your own thing. Learn. That's why the Bible says, "Go make disciples." You need to be trained by somebody who further along than you. Who has gone through before you? Who know and have a lot of experience, so that you don't have to start from A B C. You can save a lot of time by learning from somebody who know what to do. Amen. Amen. That's why Philippians chapter three verse seventeen. I'm almost done. Philippians chapter three verse seventeen. Brethren, together follow my example and observe. I remember when I was a young believer. Oh, I tell you. I follow an American missionary, Baptist missionary. His name is Dan Cop, Fan Cop and Dan Cop. Never forgot. I follow them everywhere and I watch them how they teach the Bible, how they minister to people. I follow them every weekend. I learn from them, learn from the example, and observe. When I start to move in into the charismatic church, speaking in tongue, I watch the preacher, how he preach. How he minister, how he help people to be filled with the Holy Spirit, how to get souls saved, how to evangelize. I watch like a hawk. I watch, and I follow. I shadow all these people because I want to learn. I don't want to make mistake. And all these years, for years and years, I follow the footstep of so many godly preacher and godly people. Who many of them already passed away. They're older than me. Okay. Observe those who live after the pattern we have set for you. You associate with favored people, anointed people, and you watch them. You follow them. You learn from them. Don't waste your time. Amen. Learn from them. In Thailand, when I lay hand on people, some pastor walk with me. And they watch me how I can cast out demons, how I handle the difficult cases. They will not just sit around and talk and drink coffee. No, they walk and they follow me. They watch how I handle things. They learn by example. Philippians chapter four verse nine: Practice what you have learned. Practice what you have learned and received and heard. When you want to develop your life, you need to be around successful. Godly, experienced people, and you learn from them. You receive their input and teaching. You heard what they say, and you see what they do and seen in me. Paul told the pastor in that generation, "Hey, learn from me, and model your way of living on it. The God of peace, of." Untroubled, undisturbed well-being will be with you, my brothers and sisters. 
this should be the lifestyle of the disciple of Jesus Christ in this generation. We're not just going to church to sing three hymns and three hers. Give $15 offering and get up, hurry out of the chair and leave and go watch TV. No, you are here to watch how your leader help people, how he pray for people. You watch, you learn. You learn by shadowing people who have gone through. You help them, help them carry the chair. Help them to carry the luggage, whatever. You help them, you are around, you surround. I think, I tell you, Western Christianity is off. Western Christianity is go to church, get hurried, get out, go do the own thing, but never associate or hang out with leaders who are more anointed. Biblical Christianity is learning, being disciple, shadowing somebody like in the time of Jesus and the time of Elijah, Elijah and Moses. You need to learn so that you can be successful and fruitful in life. Learn, see, hear, and then it becomes your life. 1 Corinthians 11, 1, I'm done here, last verse. And you should follow my example just as I follow Christ. God put people in your life, either in your office in your school, that they are more successful than you, in the church, in your family, so that you can learn from them. And make sure you pick the right association, the right connection. Amen? Amen. How many people want your life to go higher? How many people want to have more blessing, more success? You become successful. You are above, not beneath. And you will not make mistakes all the time. You know exactly what to do. Very well-trained martial art guy. You don't punch like this. But you know how to fight. I, I'm third degree back belt taekwondo. So be careful. Don't mess with me. I know how to kick. I know how to punch. I know how to dance, fight. Even a neurosurgeon, I should not be a kind of Unwell trained neurosurgeon. I need to be trained very well. The same thing in your life, you are trained by somebody above you in whatever you do, and you will be successful. And then you can pass to the next generation. Actually, the principle is this next generation should be better than our generation. How the next generation is going to be better than our generation if they are never trained? Then never been trained by the first generation. I appreciate medical school in America. In fact, actually, medical school in America use the same principle of the Bible. Make disciple. When you are a young student, the professor trained you. Chief president, year eight, trained year seven. Seven, trained year six. Train, train, train you to intern. The mindset of the professor at University of Washington say this way. You're going to be better than me. The church should be the same way. Actually, that is biblical principle. Making disciple. But unfortunately, the church doesn't do it. They do in the medical school, which is non-Christian. But the church, people come, go, I don't care. I don't need to learn from anybody. I just run out to do my own thing now. I don't need to follow anyone. That is a wrong idea. You need to follow. You need to shadow somebody and learn how to serve the Lord. Amen? Amen. 
Everyone say favor connections. Everyone say blessing connections. Anointing connections. Will you choose the right connection? Amen. So, if you're not here, you go to other church. Make sure you choose the right church, because it will dictate your future, who you will be, and your children as well. When your, the parents are well trained, the children will be good, because it will impact your children. It's about generation to generation to generation. We need to have the right connection. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you, Lord, for showing us this important biblical principle. The principle of association, of spending time, of unity, of learning, of being discipled, of hanging out with the right people, Lord. We thank you, Father, that you love us so much and you want to tell us the truth and the truth will set us free. Father, help all of us in this generation to be biblical Christian, that we will not follow the tradition and the culture of the unbiblical Christianity, Lord. We want to follow your pattern, Lord. And Lord, I myself, and I pray for my brothers and sisters as well, that we will have more anointing than the time of Peter and Paul. Lord, we will increase, we will grow, we will mature, we will move on to be better. And help us, Lord, to train younger generation to be better than our generation. Lord, I pray for all the single in this room, especially ladies. I pray, Father, that they will find the right man for their life. A man after God's own heart. A man like Noah, righteous, have fellowship with God, blameless. Bring the right man to them. For the men, the single men in this room, I pray that you will bring in a godly woman to their life, Lord, so that they can serve God together. Help all the parents in this room, Father, that they will set good example to their children and they'll decide to be the right person like Noah for the right connection for their children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren, Lord, Father. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Help us to be led by the Holy Spirit. We will not make the wrong choice. We will not go by what we see, but we go by what the Holy Spirit tells us, Lord. Thank you, Father. If you're not sure, that you are born again Christian. Why don't you pray with me and give your life to Jesus Christ. Father in heaven, I give my life to you. I repent of my sin. Please forgive me. I believe and declare Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He was raised from the dead on the third day. Lord Jesus, Come into my life. Lead me to the right association, to the right group of people, right connection. Lord, I don't want to fail. I don't want to waste my time. I want to know exactly what to do. Lord, bring in right people in my path so I can learn from them. 
I humble myself, Lord. I will not be jealous of anybody. I will learn from people who further along than me, who are more anointed than me, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. How many people say I will practice what I learned today? Amen. I want to say one thing. We have only one life to live, and we're gonna be in heaven for eternity. Make sure you don't just live your life for dollars, your bank account, your home, your car. Make sure you have eternity mindset. You get ready to meet Jesus. On that day, every one of us, if you are believers, you're going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ, and He will say, "You are faithful. This is your reward." But if you are not a Christian, bad news. You're going to stand before the white great throne, and you will be judged according to what you have done. I want to stand before the judgment seat of Christ and receive the reward. Don't think about only the things on earth. Think about eternity. What you do right now determine how much reward, how big your mansion in heaven, how much glory you have in heaven. Not just live for the things on earth. Live for the kingdom. Amen. God give you money, give you good job, not just to enjoy, but to live for the kingdom. Have the kingdom mindset, eternity mindset. Please, amen. Hallelujah. Let's stand up and let's sing a song together. Thank you, Jesus.
want to be your disciple, Lord. We want to be trained, Lord. As we serve you, you heal our sickness, and you bless the food we eat, the water we drink. You take care of us, Lord, while we're serving you. I believe and declare, my brand sister in this church, and those who follow you through the live stream right now, they shall live a long life, blessed, full of favor. They shall be like Noah, Elijah, Elisha, Peter. They will be like King David in this generation. They will be mighty men and women of God in this generation, Lord. We thank you so much, Lord, for reminding us the truth, and we don't want to miss your plan, Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.